Hey everyone, and welcome to 121 in Flux. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we talk about movies on this show. And this episode, keeping in line with the rest of the month, we'll be doing sci-fi movies all January. And we're going to continue with that, and we're going to talk about a film called Alien Nation from 1988. Uh, and we're going to obviously start with this. No spoilers, start spoiler-free, and then we'll warn you somewhere in the middle before we go into spoilers. Uh, this is a movie that is bizarrely similar to a movie that was released on Netflix not that long ago. We will probably make some comparisons to that as we... Uh, as we go yeah i mean it's, it's not too spoilery even just to say that because the, the kind of the premise of the movie itself oh sure yeah I, I'm, I'm just saying i'm just I, I want to describe the premise of this and then let people realize what what i'm referring which, which movie yeah. it is yeah yeah uh so that's why i'm not i'm not specifically saying it right now but yeah so so we'll start spoiler free give you warning before spoilers and uh yeah so as a science fiction film that came out in 88 uh, it's set in the at the time not too distant future of 1991, um, which is which is bizarre and weird. Uh, although we had a bit of a debate as to whether it was set in 91 or if the aliens landed in 91 and the movie's actually set later. My argument f- that I'm right and it's actually later is because at one point they go past a a, a theatre and Rambo 6 is playing. And if it's only three years, if it's, if it's all set in 1991, then that means they, there's been... They th- pump those out, yeah. Yeah, there's only been three, there's been three Rambo movies in the space of about two years. <laughs> so that's fair that's I, my uh, argument I'm sticking you know, to it's it one of those, it's actually because we, we went and checked because we weren't sure because yeah. we had this discussion and we're still not it's sure it's actually kind of unclear yeah I, I read it as the aliens landed in 1991 and then it's clear that there's been some time since because they've, they've went through quarantine and they've, they've integrated yeah, yeah, yeah. a society uh, so I, I took that as okay now we're a few years later uh, whereas you took it as no they landed in 88 and now it's 1991 Yes, and either one works. Although my my Rambo six, no, no, the Rambo bit. six is probably the biggest evidence. Yeah, to, to your argument, uh, which I don't know, mid nineties then maybe I don't. Know. It didn't really matter that much either way. But Rambo six is, is is causing a kerfuffle. Uh, but uh, so the premise of the movie is the aliens have landed, have, have integrated their immigrants. There's two hundred and fifty thousand roughly that came off this spaceship, which wasn't even meant to come to Earth. It kind of got lost and separated from its fleet and it was a slave ship everyone on it was meant to be a slave and they've all landed on earth and after going through in quarantine they've been integrated into society and we're now in a world where aliens make up a significant part of the population of la and presumably some of them have spread out as well but that seems to be the epicenter of where most of the population of them are yeah. uh, and the main plot of the movie is that James Caan, of course, a uh, big famous actor, he uh, he's easily the lead role, he plays Sykes, and his partner gets killed uh, just two days till retirement. I'm joking about that last part, but he does get killed. Uh, and he becomes the first cop to partner up with the first ever detective-ranked alien, which they call as the, the newcomers. That's what they, they call the aliens, the newcomers. Uh, and... He, he partners up with him, and he's not supposed to investigate his partner's death, but that's kind of what he ends up doing. So they, they work together to try and get information, uh, and we know that it was a newcomer that directly killed him, but like he's working for someone else, and they're looking into it. So it's, it's kind of a very typical buddy cop story once you actually get to the nitty-gritty of the plot. Like, you know, there's, there's this drug that's going around, and there's like this conspiracy going on. Who's in charge? That's the movie. Yeah. It plays like a very traditional buddy cop movie in that sense. But you've got all these extra things. Of course, uh, race is definitely, the, you know, the analogy here is very clear. Uh, but you, the opening scene, like, there's there's racial comments made about the aliens, and that's very quickly clear. And, and more directly as well, immigration. There's, you know, yeah. the, these these aliens, they're, they're much smarter, they advance quicker. 
that, that they set up very early on. And, you know, it's clearly like, oh, they're coming in, taking our jobs. Yeah, they're in college-level education by the time they're 10. Yeah. Uh, and, the, you know, the guys in the, like, you know, fast food restaurant going, well, how can I compete with that? What's the point? Yeah, that was one of the news clips you see at the start of the, the, start of the movie, yeah. Uh, then some other fun things, like they get drunk on milk. So that's what they drink when they want to get drunk. Uh, it's various other things. Another big plot point, of course, is that salt water is like acid to them. It'll burn them. Mm. Uh, so that's another big plot point. So there's, there's a few different things like that uh, throughout the movie you learn about them. They're, they're almost just these funny little quips. They're, they're, most of them are played for comedy more than anything else. That They, they yeah. have these differences. Oh, they can't be reading the nuts, but they've got a weak spot under the arm. So you can hit them in there and that's, you'll get the same effect as, as yeah. kicking someone in the nuts. So that's like a, a plot point that comes up. So naturally, if you happen to see Bright... Uh, on Netflix uh, around Christmas, just before Christmas, it went up uh, on on Netflix's uh, very similar plot. Uh, it wasn't aliens, of course. It was a uh, fantasy species. So you know, you had your elves, your orcs, all that kind of thing. And it was a very same plot. It was Will Smith had got it was partnered up with a uh, with an orc, and that was the, yep. that yeah, was the, the, the first the first orc in the position. Yeah. So I'm actually you know what I'm going to call call it Max Landis here. And be oh, like, yeah, hey, yeah. Did, did, did you happen to watch Alien Nation before <laughs> yeah, you wrote that script? Uh, 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 he, he definitely was like high one night and had this out of the background. He was like, I've got an idea. Orcs. <laughs> yeah, I'll just change it to orcs and then that's completely different. <laughs> no one can argue anything. Uh, so, yeah, the, the big difference being, it's funny because we never did a, did a review of Bright. Uh, I was supposed to do one, one, one with Matt. Uh, just after after it came out, and it kept getting pushed back until eventually it'd been so long since we'd all watched it, it just kind of went away. But uh, so interestingly, we'll get to talk about Bright a little bit, I think, as we're as we're talking about this as well, because I think it be- yeah. it begs the, the comparison uh, quite quite heavily. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, as well something else. I know there was a, a TV show like adaptation of this a little bit quite, later, quite quickly as well. I, yeah, I looked like it up. A, it was nineteen eighty nine. It ran for okay. one season, I think. Right. And I think it's funny because I am shocked we haven't got a Fox reboot of this yet. <laughs> it, you know, the yeah, the, the carpet with yeah. the twist. Oh wait, one's an alien, and yeah. you know, the, there's a name for this that they can use. It just seems so. It, it's coming this year that well, we get the announcement. Well, I mean, that's why they did the Minority Report. It was like they're partners, they're buddy cops, but one can see the future. That's Minority Report. That's why they made that yeah. show, and it yeah, crashed exactly. and burned, obviously. But yeah. We're getting the announcement of this one this year. So I'm, I'm yeah, I'm shocked, especially since this is a Fox movie. Let's yeah. add that to the the, the the pale here. They own this already. Exactly, it's just there. <laughs> and, and it's just in the archives. Oh yeah, we'll have that. Yeah, weird tie bags. So this movie's uh, anamorphic. It's your two point four eighty one shape, yeah. right? Uh, the Fox logo at the start is clearly cropped from uh, one eighty five. Yeah. You, you can tell the top and bottom's been cropped off, and I'm like, and this this is not the first time I've seen something weird like this from Fox. I think it's the opening of Predator. Uh, has the 4x3 Fox logo stretched to 1.85 and I'm like why don't you just give the director the proper Fox yeah you know the proper one for the movie they've made like if it's in 185 you've got them lying around these are common ratios that you you have a pile of these and it's not even like at the time like all movies were like this because you know like Die Hard was like around yeah. the, the time and I'm pretty sure that has the proper 2.41 it's almost like the day they were editing it they couldn't find that real so they went oh just give us the other one I'll crop it it is, isn't it? I know, it's just bizarre. It does look strange. You're making this movie, which I imagine wasn't super low budget even at the time. Like, surely... Money on makeup at the very least. Yeah. I mean, 
Even if, even if it's the cheapest movie ever, get the goddamn ratio of your opening logo right. It sets a bad precedent, doesn't it? When you look at that and you go, oh boy, yeah. that's not good. It's Yeah, it's just weird. I just, it, it made me think of Predator, because I remember way back when I had time to listen to commentary tracks, I remember the director, John McTiernan, on Predator's commentary track, Like the first thing he talks about is, oh, they wouldn't give me the anamorphic fox logo for some reason, so here's the stretch one. <laughs> and I'm like, he's bitter about this. It's be-, you know... He recorded that commentary like 20 years after the fact, and he is bitter about this still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he definitely pissed someone off. And oh, you think? Went, yeah. Yeah, screw it. You're going you're gonna to have this one, and you're going to make do. <laughs> well, now that Disney are buying Fox, maybe Disney will get him in and say, hey, do you want to do the director's cut? Well, the only difference is that the Fox logo has been reformatted to the right size. I'd buy it. Uh, i support for that. Funny enough, actually, as much as I'm joking about that, I actually hate when they put on the new version of the one of the logos, when they take the old one off and replace it with the, the current version. Oh, yeah, no, I hate that. Uh, it just it takes me out of it. It doesn't look like it fits the movie. Uh, keep the keep the, the of-the-time logo. So, if you know, if it's Universal, keep the, the mid-90s one if it's a mid-90s movie, keep the 80s one if it's an 80s movie, and so they on. They usually do, though, don't they? They usually do. There was a small period on DVD where I feel like they were, they were cutting them out and putting in the new ones just for... Because oh, new te- DVDs, new technology. Yeah. You know, people are going to be rebuying the movies. Let's let's make it seem like this is all fresh. Yeah, pretty much. Because I, I remember Warner Bros. did it a little bit. You get the you know the newer one where you see the the studios and you'd see that the sort yeah. of the, the the wave and then it comes down. Like I remember seeing that at, like the start of like Dog Day Afternoon. And I'm like, no, this this in the seventies did not have this logo. Piss yeah. off. Like yeah, and the Blu-ray may, may still be like that. I don't know. That was a weird tangent to go on, but movie it logos. Was. Yeah, they, they, hey, they did it to us. They did, you know. It's just something that sticks out when you start the movie, so it's it's worth mentioning. So, so that's the that's the purpose of the movie. So, before we move on, I'll I'll ask the question. Uh, Car, did you enjoy Alien Nation? Which, by the way, is a pretty cool title. Before we it get to cool anything title. else, it's a nice it title. Is, it's but. a very cool title. Yeah, um, it, it's it's pretty good. I think it suffers from just being a buddy cop movie for most of it. The, I, yeah, I feel like the 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 interesting things with the aliens, you know, the actual commentary, kind of gets abandoned quite quickly. Yeah, I I think I I think I think it's okay. I like James Can. I like uh, I like the the main alien dude Francisco. Uh, Terrence Stamp plays the villain because obviously I didn't recognize him because he got so much makeup. But you just on. hear his voice. But I heard his voice. I'm like that voice sounds familiar. Who is that? I took a couple more sentences and I'm like, it's Terrence Stamp. Yeah. Uh, and like, so it's a good cast. Uh, also in it, by the way, remember when they go to the bar at one point to question the dude? Yeah. You know, the the, the, the trying to hit him in the balls scene and yeah, yeah, the there's big, no balls. The big dude. Yeah, uh, he's Brian Thompson, who has played two different roles on the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh God, I thought I'd get away with it this one. Nope, nope. As soon as I saw him, I went, "Oh, there's my Buffy reference." <laughs> he's there. Stop looking. <laughs> he played the judge, and he also played uh, I can't, I can't remember his name, but there's a vampire in the first two episodes. So he was in season one and two of Buffy. Oh, okay. Different characters. He was blue in the second season. The first season was the vampire. I don't recall the judge off the top of my head, but. Rocket launcher. Oh, oh, okay. There you yeah. go. <laughs> that, yeah. that okay. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, but I so he's in this. He was, he was, cause I think he was the main bad guy in the Stallone movie Cobra, which was around this time. So he he, he got cast as the big, you know, beefy bad guy. The, the big muscly dude. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of his thing. He, late 80s, early 90s, that was his shtick. Uh, but yeah, so... No, I, I agree. I think it's just okay, mainly because the actual plot, once it gets going, isn't that interesting. It's just a very typical buddy cop story. Yeah. And I think them going around questioning people 
Uh, it's also very short. It's 90 minutes long, and I do feel like it kind of like gets to its third act really quickly. Like I was expecting more development before it got to the. Oh, let's chase down the bad guy. And uh, yeah. Oh, oh actually, thing. we're in we're in a 15 minute chase sequence for the ending. Okay, cool. And the chase sequence was fine. Like it's I actually, fine, th- yeah. I, th- I thought There's it was well shot. That there was like good, like you know, it was exciting because some car chases. I think. There's no such thing as a good or bad car chase necessarily. It's just good or bad. Uh, like the the shooting of it is good or bad. The the yeah. car chase itself theoretically can always be interesting. It's just because like, you can make something really simple where it is just swerving left to right through traffic, and that can be exhilarating in the right hands of the right directors. Oh, you can do a drag race, you know, where you know two yeah. cars just next to each other going in a straight line. <clears throat> yeah, you can make that look good. And that can be exciting. And I think the shooting here actually made it quite a you know exciting chase. Uh, yeah. You know, they're on the motorway at one point, and then you know, cars jumping. It's a good chase. Uh, but you know, the actual plot is just kind of like, okay, someone's selling this drug. Who's the bad guy? He's the bad guy. Because uh, they do that whole thing with the bad guy, where they meet him early on in the movie, and he's kind of like pompous, and he's pretending to be like, you know, he's, he cares about the community. He's, he's kind of almost the Lex Luthor style of bad guy. He, where is, he, yeah. he cares about the community, and he's, he's got this public persona. And the next time they see him, they already know he's the bad guy, and it's like shout time. Like there's not, there's not like multiple times where he, like, he gets more sinister. Or they get to know him a little bit and grow suspicious. Yeah. It's just instantly, no, he's the bad guy. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, and you know, like I say, like all the <coughs> the actual things you learn about the aliens, most of them are played for comedy. Yeah. There's not much that you know the where, where we get to you know the racial tensions, the immigration stuff. It kind of gets abandoned in favor of just okay, we're on the buddy cop plot now. Yeah. And it's kind of disappointing. Because it, it kind of wastes some of the the stuff that makes it unique. Yeah, I think the opening 20, 30 minutes are the strongest of the movie. When, I when agree with that. Yeah. Introducing everything, I really like that uh, James Can character Sykes. He actually makes the choice, like because the the captain comes out and asks for volunteers. He doesn't get saddled with them. He makes the choice to go in. Yeah, uh, and I I, I actually kind of like that. It's, 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 even though he's maybe doing it for not necessarily the the, the most genuine reasons. It. It, it does make it for a nice moment where he actually has the thought, the idea, and says, no, I'm going to go do this. Yeah. No, it, it's it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, so, so, no. so, so, yeah, overall it's okay. Uh, unfortunately, maybe it whiffs its idea. That said, I'll, I would still rank it higher than Bright. And it's, I have... Uh, it's on a similar level for me, I think. I, I, I think, think this suffers from playing it too safe once it gets going. I think Bright is the complete opposite, where it's just on acid and doesn't know what it wants to be, and it's a complete mess as a result. See, I don't think I can argue with that, but <laughs> I had more fun watching Bright. Um, Bright's just a more stupid movie, though. I like. I don't care what they say. You're chasing a magic wand. Like nothing about that's going to sound ever sound good to me, right? It sounds good to me. Uh, yeah, but you're you're a weirdo Harry Potter fanfic writer. So I have never written fanfic in my life. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, I take offence at that. Yes, you have. I, you, I can't write. Connor is playing coy here because I happen to know that he has rewritten the entire series of Harry Potter, except that Ron Weasley is the hero. I knew where you go. No, there was two options. It was either going to be a this is my version of you know you know what, what the the woman did with Fifty Shades of Grey you know from Twilight. It was going to go that angle. Okay. The fanfic, or you were going to go the Ron Weasley one. I weren't sure which one, but I knew, I knew it was one of them. Ron Weasley enters the scene with his dazzling ginger hair. Every lady in the room turns, even half the men. They're all in awe of the amber glory. They're all not sure if to go or start. You know, it's not green, it's not red. Do, do, they, dra- do, do, do they start going or not? They don't know. 
That's the beauty of the ginger. It's so I ambiguous. Can't, I can't believe you just turned Ron Weasley into traffic lights. <laughs> I, I kind of got away from you a little bit there. <laughs> I'm proud of every bit of that story. I'm proud of every bit of it. Well, someone's got to be proud. And then Ron Weasley puts on the sorting hat, and the hat simply says, I don't know. I I, I can't comprehend. He's better than all four of them. He's, he's the best. He's the best there is. Oh, boy. <laughs> he is house ginger. <laughs> I don't think you understand how Harry Potter works, do you? I understand's a weird word to use, but I don't care. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I, I get it. You got the four houses, and like, depending on your personality, it puts you in the right one for for which one you align with. It's a, it's almost like uh, if D and D had four alignments instead of nine. And it was like picking which one your character fit into. Sure. Well, it's a bit more complicated than that, but sure. No, that's the thing with magic. Nothing's ever complicated. It's easy writing. You just put the hat on and say, oh, it's a magic hat. It picks which one they go to. Well, it doesn't. That's the point. What does it do then? Well, no, it it, it tells you what you which one they want to go into. They like, you know, so it's like... That, that was the whole big thing with with you know with Harry Potter. He's like, no, I don't, I don't want to go in Slytherin, so it doesn't put him in Slytherin. But why is he worried? Why don't we put him in then? Because there's prejudices. Prejudices? Who's, who's prejudice? Other people. They're like Slytherin. That's like, oh, that's the evil house to, to a bunch of them. So he's been told that, and he's like, oh, I don't want to go there. But if if the house just put, putting in the one that you want to go in, then why is he worried about? Well, why don't we put him in? If he wants to go in Hogwarts, uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't know that yet. Gryffindor, that's he, the one. He doesn't. They're not told that's how it works <clears throat> at that point. Okay. When did they find that out? He finds out in the in the second film. Right. All that I remember about the second film is a giant snake at one point, right? There is. That's the one. Right. That's all I remember about the second one. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, actually, no, no. There's two things. There's a flying car at the start. Flying oh, car right. and a giant snake at the end. That's all I giant, remember. Giant spider in the middle. I don't remember that. That's all I remember of <laughs> Chamber of oh, Secrets. What, one day we're doing the Harry Potter movies. And oh no! That's eight movies. You can't do that to me. I feel. I feel like we've got a, a Fantastic Beast movie coming up at the end of the year. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, I was thinking about that. I think you and Matt should just review that, and I can, <laughs> I can sit out. Well, I, I don't know what me watching it offers anyone. Oh, an outsider's perspective. Uh, maybe an unbiased view. I don't know if it's unbiased. I have bias. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just not the positive bias. That's true. That's um, I wasn't actually that harsh in the last one, to be fair. It was okay. It was, like the Harry Potter movies, it was okay. I never wanted to watch it again, but it was fine. I don't regret watching it. Ironically, that's kind of how I feel about Alien Nation. <laughs> oh, look at you swinging it back around oh. on a topic. Oh, that was, oh. That, that oh, was oh, slick. Professional. That was slick. It was. We ruined it all, but yeah. That was the, the best swing around we've had in a while. Go on, then what are you going to say about it? No, just, you know, it's, it's okay. It, it's, it's perfectly solid <coughs> at what it's doing, but it doesn't go above and beyond with its premise. It just plays it so safe that I don't regret watching it, but I yeah. don't feel like I ever need to see it again. And I think James can, like, elevate. So I think if we uh, had someone else, it, it wouldn't be as uh, watchable as it is. But like I say, yeah, I say, I say it plays it safe. It does, it does play it completely safe. Uh, right down to the final like ten minutes, which kind of it goes in a really obvious direction to 
do with the end of this yeah. movie that I thought, okay, this is just this is just kind of dull you went in this route that you you know yeah yeah uh, so you know uh, we'll talk about that a bit more in spoilers I think uh, I I mean as for anything else like spoiler free wise I thought the score was kind of just generic I didn't even notice it so <laughs> that's yeah, there was right. a few times I was like okay what's the score doing here so I stopped and had a listen I'm like. Yeah, okay. It's it's fine. It's serviceable, but yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's kind of there. It's 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 funny because I feel like yeah, like I almost can't blame Max Landis if he if he did kind of get the idea from this. I can't necessarily blame him too much because this movie doesn't really go full hog with it. Uh, Max Landis, of course, his movie. He uh, took the idea and then ran with it, and then kept, kept running. Off yeah, cliff. kept running. Uh, that's it. I don't want to completely blame him. I think David Ayer is also uh, worth some blame. Uh, I like. I, I I mean I've really discovered something here is that I really don't like David Ayer movies that much. End of Watch was okay from memory. I don't know if I'd watch it again. Uh, I didn't like Fury. I didn't I like, like Suicide Squad. And I then, didn't like Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, Thoughts on that are well documented already. Yeah. Oh, oh, I mean to be first, I don't think he's the main problem with Suicide Squad necessarily because obviously it was edited to shit when there was studio influence and whatnot. But uh, I, I think Bright really hit my... I really came to discover that I just don't like his characters for the most part. I, I don't yeah. like the, the overly macho assholes that he seems to like have in his movies. I mean, at least you can look forward to Bright 2 where Landis isn't involved and A is writing the script. So you get full air. I, I don't know if that's better or worse. I don't know, actually. I'm, I, I'm kind of intrigued to find out. I don't know. I don't know. Do you, know the, do you know the sad part about Bright is? I actually, as much as I don't like the ma- Magic Wand bullshit, I kind of like the setup where oh, it's all in one night and the cop and the orc have to work together to, to protect this person that all the bad guys want. That plot for me is a simple action movie plot that could totally work. And there's one yeah. or two cool fight scenes. There's one in like a, I think the gas station has like a cool little fight scene yeah, with the bad yeah. guys. Uh, but other than that, it's just a lot of cr- Every time they encountered that gang and they had a shootout, I was like, this is boring as shit. Why, why am I watching this crap? Like, yeah, yeah. G- g- you know, like, oh, you had a shootout in a strip club and then a shootout in a casino. They're the exact same shootouts, but no, they're in a different location, so I'm supposed to feel like it's any better than the last one. You no, know, what's funny is I said, you know, I, I thought, I'm surprised this hasn't been, you know, redone as a TV mm. show again by Fox. I feel like Bright should be a TV show. Like, it just plays like, okay, no, we had the movie to set up. No, no, we're not doing Bright 2, we're just doing the TV show next. Funny enough, I actually kind of feel this. And now, obviously, it went on to be a TV show. But as I was watching this, I kind of feel like this feels like a pilot to a TV show. It does. It, it feels like the dull plot you get in a pilot, but all the interesting stuff still there to be done. Like all the yeah. all the stuff that you can you really cook with for the rest yeah, of the seasons. Uh, I don't know if the show's any good necessarily. It's got a six point eight on IMDb, which does not sound. It's not awful on IMDb. Uh, I mean, it's point five higher than the movie. So I mean, you know, yeah. Maybe it's better. I can't say. Uh, yeah. Do we do spoilers? Do we, do we jump into spoilers? Yeah, I guess we do. Although, yeah. honestly, not that much to spoil. There isn't. It's, it's a buddy cop movie. It's a buddy, yeah, it's a buddy cop movie. They want revenge. They bond a little bit uh, about halfway through the movie. Uh, one of them's still getting drunk. Obviously, can drinking booze. Alien drinking milk. Gone off milk. Gone off milk. Yeah, it's sour milk specifically that they, they enjoy. Yeah. It's all gunky and it's like, oh, that yeah. is disgusting. And See, the, these are the things where it just plays them for laughs, but it's 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 a nice moment again, you know, for the world building, but it doesn't really do anything. Yeah, they also all eat all the meat raw, 
because yeah. for them all all the useful stuff in the meat goes away when you cook it. So they uh to be, to be fair, most of it does for us as well. <laughs> yeah, but we uh we we don't like raw meat typically. No, no we don't. Yeah. We get we get that horrible thing called food poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why we don't eat raw meat typically. Yeah. Yeah, don't do it folks. Don't yeah. cook that chicken. <laughs> I mean, you keep your steak as raw as you want. That's fine. You know, give it give it thirty seconds either side, but cook your chicken. Oh god, thirty seconds steak. I'm sorry. I just I can't eat meat. That's it's that. No, I don't. Like, I mean, at that point, I might as well be looking in the cow's eyes as I'm eating it. Like, I'm fine with that. <laughs> no, no, no. Far removed from me, please. Um, bye. That's saw what someone on. Uh, on social media saying they wanted to try raw chicken and I'm like, don't try it. <laughs> it's don't not a good that. idea. No, they, no, no, they, just don't do that. They were clearly stupid and didn't understand that you couldn't have chicken raw. Like, you know, it's just, chicken's not like steak. You don't have a preference. You don't, you don't say, oh, what, well done. Or, no, no, chicken, you cook it through and that's that. Yeah, you, you, you cook it. It's chicken, <laughs> right? <laughs> to be fair, most meat, you cook it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beef's like the exception. And even then, it, it has to be, you know, like a, a cut of beef. You can't do it with mince because uh, of the way the bacteria works. Hmm. Pork, yeah. uh, lamb, you can do a bit rare. That's not wooden, but yeah, you can. Yeah, I mean, I, I typically do my lamb more medium than you know, well done, but mm. yeah. Some people like their burgers rare. Um, nah. mm, I like my burgers medium. I like a nice crust in my burger, you know? A nice crusty. No, I get it. Edge. It's nice. Uh, we're talking about food. I think it's clear that this movie itself is not that interesting because we keep tangenting to other things. Uh, and. Yeah. It's funny, I wanted this to be really... I, mean, I want any movie I watch to be good. I like James Caan, I like the idea. Uh, but I wanted this to be really good so I can come in and see how good it was and shit on Bright. And instead I'm coming in and I'm like, well, it's kind of okay, but it's a bit better than Bright, which was, you know, really bad. So, I mean, it's the, it's the thing. Ending a Bright was stupid as well, for the record. I was not... It's such a generic ending to that goddamn I mean, movie. Yeah, I can't argue with and, that. You know what? Give alienation credit. It does not get murky with what it's saying about race. It may not be saying much. It, it doesn't, but because it never gets into saying anything really. Uh, but is that is that better or worse than Bright, which says so many things, some of them which contradict each other, and you're yeah, just sort of lying yeah. there going, "I don't understand what I'm supposed to be getting from this movie." What's it saying about race relations? I don't know. It, uh, it's a fair point. Like, uh, Bright is all over the damn place. This goes, hey. This is what it's about. It's about it, immigration, you know, and and racism, and then that's fine. It, I, that doesn't matter now. If yeah, and over, the, said any of that. and over the course of the movie, can like learn to accept him. He, he, he becomes more yeah. accepting, sure. But yeah, because yeah, we don't see it in a wider community. Yeah, there's a more. scene where the other, ca- other cops are like still being shit to him, and he like throws their keys in the water, and he's like, ah, go detect that, you assholes. Like, you know, he sticks up for him, uh, and then he brings him to his daughter's wedding at the end of the movie, which is like the you know obviously he's going to go to his daughter's wedding at the end, and he's been avoiding it all movie. Uh, would it have been nice if we'd ever met her before that scene <laughs> to actually really care? Well, we, we, we heard a voice on the phone once. Well, we did. T- the, the recording. That's why I'm saying it felt like a, a pilot. It felt like there was so many things that it felt like, oh, we'll get that in episode two. <laughs> and there wasn't you, an you know, episode two. You know with the two. TV show that was, you know, it was that soon after? Mm. Do you think he planned it as, do you know what? No, no. Let's just jump off from this. Well, it's a different cast, so I don't know. Yeah. So, so I don't think it was planned necessarily to go straight into a TV show, but certainly someone watched the movie and went hey that's a good pilot we should make a show. show for it yeah, yeah. Uh, and they had one season out of it uh, but uh, hey right. well, I will say this though about 
Bright's confusing race like statement, racial statements is that it sets up how confusing it is right at the start of the movie when Will Smith has that awful line about the fairy. Yeah, yeah, no. When he fair. says fairy lives don't matter today, and I'm like, what am I supposed to get from that statement? I don't understand what the point of that line is. And to be fair, that's how you feel about most of the, the stuff it's doing throughout most of the movie. So I can't say it didn't set set you up. With the... No, no, this this everything you're saying is true. But I had fun watching that movie. This movie is technically better in the fact that no no it, it knows what it's doing mm-hmm. but it's not as interesting to watch I guess As I mean for me they're kind of pretty even in, for different reasons of course yeah um, we'll be left out plot wise so there's this, there's this drug that apparently they're all designed to really like because they're slaves and that's, that's what the reward would be when they're like working for their their species, yeah. um, I say species. They're, they're engineered, so maybe the the actual parent species is actually different. I assumed it was. Yeah, but yeah. they. Uh, so there's this the bad guy, Terrence Stamp. He's like actually continuing to make it, and he's like you know putting it out so that they'll have to pay him for the drug. Like he he's like really seizing the opportunity. He's kind of your analogy for the the criminal element of an immigrant society. Yeah. Right. And uh, I mean, they almost touch on something when. Uh, Francisco or Mania Lane, uh, he like it makes like James can promise, hey, don't like bring any other cops in in this because if they see what we can turn into when we're on this stuff, it'll change like how everyone sees us and we'll all be treated differently. Yeah, no, like I said, they touch on it and then he just goes, yeah, sure. I mean, I said almost, I didn't say yeah, it, yeah. but you can that, see. That's the thing. It's like there's there's, there's great ideas yeah. in there that oh, you could touch on, you could go down this route. You know, like like they bring that up and then. He just goes, yeah, sure, and then I don't think it's really ever mentioned again. Uh, no, that's true. Uh, I mean, obviously, once the AOD's in the drug, the bad guy, which is, you know, 15 minutes before the end, so you know there's going to be, like, some sort of surprise. Oh, it's going to do something to him. And sure enough, it turns him into an Uber alien where he's, like, monstrous, and I'm like, okay, we're really... Like, I feel like the themes that the movie's trying to tackle, it feels weird to do this with the ending, where, oh, he's a monster now. This just feels like, hey, look, drugs are really destructive. But oh yeah, you can look at it that it's way. It's really, yeah. it's really just easy. Yeah, yeah. It, it just it it takes the easy path towards the end. Yeah. That said, it's an easy path that works, unlike Bright, in which it doesn't work <laughs> at all. Yeah, that's fair. Hmm. I never give a spoiler warning for Bright, so I'll stay away from specific. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, that's fair. So I'll just say there's a revolution in Bright towards the end that really made me roll my eyes. I know the exact one you're thinking about. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because it's the only one that it could be. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, this this never does that. Also, it wastes... Uh, I mean, I also like this as a good cast, but it completely wastes uh, Namura Peachy. It does, yeah. She, she is completely wasted in that movie. Uh, and Will Smith, I think, is miscast because he's just Will Smith. Uh, you know, do you know what I mean by that? He's just playing no, Will Smith. He is. Uh, but to me, that was part of the appeal. Like, I, I, I have fun with Will Smith doing Will Smith. I like Will Smith. I like Will Smith doing Will Smith. It just didn't fit with the, the serious theme of the movie that he was in. Like, he was cracking... Like, he was in Bad Boys 3. He was. That's, that was the best part of the movie for me. This was that, that was why I got the fun factor out of it. The best part was easily Joel Edgerton. He, he was easily oh, the... Yeah. Like, he, he was... He was really good into his alien role. It was it was working and uh, no no orc not alien oh orc sorry. Uh, Follow enough though the makeup for the orc in that wasn't that different from the makeup it's, for the aliens in this. Pretty similar, isn't it? Yeah, 
Uh, you know, it's bald. Got the, slightly, slightly bulgy head. Yeah, but a bit bulgy. Maybe a bit of a texture on it. You know, a bit of a skin bit pattern. Of a pattern. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not far off. <laughs> I mean, the, the orcs have teeth. Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've got like tusks of teeth. Yeah, obviously, yeah. The, these aliens have teeth as well. They're just in the mouths. Where you typically find teeth. No, no, exactly. That's why I didn't mention it. Whereas the orcs, you know, they had, they had tusks, extras. Spares, you might say. You really had me thinking, like, do they not have teeth in this? They, I'm pretty, they, sure, they, I'm pretty they, sure they had teeth. They had like the big fangy tusks, didn't they, the orcs? Aye, sure. But, I mean, the aliens still have teeth. They do, they do. I I, I, I phrased it poorly by just saying teeth. I, I agree. But the, the, they were a defining feature of the orcs with the teeth. So it's like, oh, yeah, they don't sure. have those teeth. Sure, sure, sure. And obviously... Like there's some running jokes that are quite fun. Like uh, all their like human names are all like, just like they get named after famous people. So they all they all have like, in you know like I think one point can mentions that he's arrested a Humphrey Bogart and and yeah. so on. They, like, they kind of got bored with naming however many they had to name. Yeah. yeah. So so it started becoming a fun thing, uh, and then there's a whole thing where Sykes' name in their language means shithead. Yeah. So they have a couple of fun bits of that. There was a lot of things where it's set up that I thought we were going to get more of. Like they set up this this like sex alien who they go to interview at one point, and I thought, okay, she flirts with Sykes a little bit, or maybe we'll come back to that. There'll be more to that. And then ultimately, she just gets angry when she finds out her boyfriend's been killed, and she goes out guns blazing, and like that's it. Yeah. Another thing is that often the aliens will you know talk in their own language to each other, mm. and I thought that was going to come up in a bit of a you know like a major way. It, it doesn't really. No. Nah. Nah, Again, it, it's it's one of those things that okay, it's nice for the the world building of it, but it's just so many <clears throat> ideas that don't do anything. No, uh, I will say how I like how silly and ridiculously big the handgun is that Sykes is using for the majority of the film. It's got a scope on it. Yeah, it's got the special bullets that just go straight through the the bulletproof vest. Yeah, yeah, armor piercing rounds. It only has five rounds in the chamber because the bullets are too big. They can't fit six. Yeah, they, they show it on the shotgun to begin with, uh, mm. and it goes through a car. Yeah. That's the thing, yeah, his partner gets killed while he's in cover. Like, you, you see the bullets coming through. Because, like I say, I thought the opening 20, 30 minutes when it was setting everything up was probably the best stuff. And this gunfight was quite good because, like, he's behind the car, and you see, like, the, the bullets start coming through the car, and the holes are appearing, and he keeps, like, edging back and back. And eventually, like, now they're going to... Yeah, and they question it, going, oh, what, the, what the hell was special about this shotgun that got him? is like, nothing, but it just had these huge-ass bullets. Yeah, it's just the rounds, it's the, it's the yeah. rounds, it's not the gun, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, I think it's full of a lot of really neat little ideas. There's a lot of neat little ideas throughout the movie. It's just, as a, as a whole, it's just a very typical standard body cop movie, where the yeah. two partners don't like each other at first, and by the end... I mean, e- even... Um, even the way Francisco's kind of like happy to be his partner and uh, Can isn't happy that he's his partner is very similar to Bright. It's a very similar character dynamic where he's like, no, he is. wants to prove himself and he's like, all oh, buy the book. And James Can's like, no, we're going to go off book because I'm a rogue cop. And like, you know, just there's, there's, it's, it's actually kind of scary how many similarities there are between the two movies. I'm shocked no one called Landis out on this. Bef- you know, I, I, I mean, maybe they did. I, I didn't see anyone yeah. mention this movie, but. It feels like they should have done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, no. Like, the final fights, like, can like runs the monster version of the bad guy into the water, the salt water, which he knows is going to hurt him. Uh, yeah. And then 
Francisco has to like hurt his own hand by pulling him out of the water to save him. Uh, that's fine. This is a fine moment. Again, it's it's a nice enough moment, but it just feels like, yep, okay, this is what you do at this movie. It, it, it felt like there was like just scenes missing to make us really ha- you know ramp up to this moment. It felt like we got to the third act really quickly. It did, yeah. Uh, so it it kind of robs it of being more than just a sort of. I th- I think for like Sunday afternoon, you want a movie on while you're doing some cooking or something like that. This is the perfect thing to have on. It's it's an easy watch in that re- regard. Yeah. But it's nothing that I'll probably ever come back to, and would recommend uh, for anything bigger. No, I think the only time I'd watch it again is you know with a group of friends maybe if 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 it's just <clears> on. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a. a inoffensive, decent body cop movie with a couple of ideas that are kind of cool. But mm. it, but also, it's not, it's not a good enough body cop movie to say rival an actual good body cop. Like, you know, like, the plot here isn't all that dissimilar to say something like Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon's a much better movie than this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, but it has a very similar kind of vibe to get into the bad guy. Who is the bad guy? Who's running these drugs and stuff? There's, that, there's, there's so many body cop movies and, and, and now body cop TV shows that you can spend your time on a better one. Yeah, pretty much. Um, which reminds me, Shane Black's got a Predator movie coming out this year. I can't wait. Uh, don't worry. Connor's uh, never seen any Predator movies, and we will be doing all of them. And I mean oh, yeah. all of them. Before yeah, the, good, the good and the bad. Good and the bad. Because we did all the Alien movies for uh, Alien Covenant. We left AVP so that uh, Predator would have five movies as well. Because it split up more evenly that way. So we're going to have all three Predator movies and both AVP movies before Predator comes out. So, that's exciting. That'll be a little bit later in the year, right? Uh, I believe that comes out in August. So, we'll probably... I mean, I don't want to do them all back-to-back, so we'll probably start doing them in, like, June. May, uh, June. May, yeah. Maybe in April, I push. But we'll see. I'll, I'll look at the schedule. Well, yeah, we'll figure it out. See how... We, we don't want them to clump up all in, you know, six in a row, five in a row, even. Yeah. Yeah, where are you getting six from? <laughs> I was counting the new one. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Uh, but I am, I am looking forward to Predator. But it's just because you mentioned Lethal Weapon and Shane Black wrote no, that. There's a solid link. There's a link. And I, ho- I hope it's set at Christmas because it's a Shane Black movie and Shane Black movies should be set at Christmas. That's the rule. No, can't argue with that. It's a That's solid the... rule. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about this? I, 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 I really don't. It's it, it kind so of, straightforward. I feel like yeah. we've, we've spent like a third of this time talking about the movie itself. Yeah, it's I mean, it's kind of so standard. There's not that much to say. There's little details they mention, like they have two hearts, and unless you shoot both hearts, it'll just annoy them. So, they, so they make a point of saying they're really tough because they'll only go down if you actually take out their hearts. Yeah. And it never really. I mean, I guess it's there to make them feel intimidating, but it never really comes up. Well, that's because it doesn't. It doesn't defeat him by shooting both the hearts. So it was kind of useless information. Well, this is the thing. The only one he kill, kills by shooting both hearts he's already done at this point in the movie we yeah, find this yeah, out because yeah. we, we just see him shoot the alien at the start of the movie that he chases down and we think oh he just shot him a couple of times so that killed him but then later on in the autopsy room we find out oh, no 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 you, you, you killed him because you, you happened to hit both hearts you were lucky yeah so I was shot. waiting for him to go okay at some point him knowing he has to hit both hearts yeah. to, to take this thing down and then you know because he goes into the building to go after you know stamp, uh, stamp at the end and it's like no he's got his gun out and then he just takes the drug yeah the alien takes the drug the bad guy takes yeah. the drug and then it looks like he ODs for a little bit you think he's dead and then it turns into a bit of a monster movie when he's he's all yeah, souped yeah. up uh, and that's basically it, it and it, you know even the whole thing where you, you know as soon as they introduce the whole his daughter's getting married and he's 
his ex-wife and her husband are paying for it all. He feels, you know, he's, he's struggling with bills. He feels like a bit of a deadbeat. He doesn't want to go to the wedding, uh, but yeah. his daughter wants him to go. You know, by the end of the movie, he's going to decide to go because it's the obvious, you know, character yeah. progression to do. Uh, but there's never really much in it that really, like, you never, you never really get like Francisco try to say to him, "Hey, you should go" or anything like that. Which is, at the end of the final fight. It just cuts to the wedding day, and he's there putting his bow tie on. I just like okay, no, that's it. I mean, even the gun that you know, the, the, his his pistol that shoots huge mm-hmm. bullets. We have that scene of it showing us in the firing range. It's never really used again in that style. Well, I know what you mean, but I'll just make that clearer. What you mean is, is they make a point of showing us that it can go through bulletproof vests, is it can go through armor. They yeah. make a point of showing us that, and then he. I mean, he uses the gun quite a lot throughout the movie. But it's never used with anyone wearing armor. It's never used with anyone like behind cover. It's just it's, used, yeah, it's like just a used gun. as any other gun. Yeah, and we know other guns still kill the aliens because you know he killed one. Yeah. So the, the actual specific skill that this gun has with its ammo is never actually used in the field. Yeah. So there's a lot of things set up. There's a lot of checkoff guns that are just forgotten about <laughs> and just just let it's, to. It's in that sense, it's kind of a mess. When you consider just how much there is, that's just kind of forgotten. That's that's fair. It's, it's, it's not it, a mess at, at its core, but with yeah. the extraneous details. It, yeah, it plays everything straight, uh, straight and safe enough that it, it doesn't feel like it's it's almost too mundane. And yeah, normal. But I, I want to see you shoot something through cover. I want to see you, you know, blow someone's head off with this gun. Yeah, or I, I want to see the, the alien language come into play. I want to see the fact that I don't know what else they set up. But, you know, they set up get, various get, things. Get someone drunk on milk to get some answers out of them. Yeah, yeah. The, the one thing they set up and pay off is the, the weak sp- spot, because James Cann does hit someone there, and it puts them down. And he's like, oh, it works. Uh, yeah. That's the one thing that really pays off. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, unfortunately, it's only okay. I don't think it's bad, though. I, th- I think it's just uh, a little bit above average, uh, yeah. and a decent enough watch. You've got some good casts that kind of elevate it. And you've got some fun ideas, but that's kind of where it's like high points kind of end. So with that, I guess I'll ask you uh, what you rate the movie out of 10. Uh, a 6, just, you know, a bit above average. Yeah, no, I agree. 6 out of 10, I think is what I'd give it to. Uh, I mean, it's not bad. It's, 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 it's not mediocre either. It's just just enough to be an okay watch, and that's okay. Yeah. Sometimes that's all you want. Uh but disappointing in the larger sense, where you, you're kind of hoping it's going to really explore everything that's setting up, and it, it doesn't. It, it just plays it really straight and uh, safe, as I said. I've, I've said I said it plays it safe like it's, 20 it's, times It's frustrating in that sense, because you can see so much more from it. So, you know, sometimes you'll watch a movie, you go, ah, hmm. that was a 6 out of 10, but it's it's like, okay, I wasn't expecting yeah. much from it. Whereas here, there's so much more it could do that it's just, just not... Whereas Bright is a lot more frustrating because it's just a complete and utter chaotic mess. But not not a funny mess. It's not like watching The Room. It's not like you're watching it and you're yeah. laughing at how weird and bizarre it is. You're just you're constantly sitting there going, Why? What why are we doing this? What? I mean you're sitting there doing that. I'm going, Oh hey, this is fun. Oh hey, this is something completely different, but I'm still having fun. Oh hey, this this doesn't really make sense, but okay, this bit's not as fun. Yeah, two out of three. Uh, Bright sucked. <laughs> to sum it up, whenever they review a Bright, this is this is kind what, of what, what, what did you score Bright? This is doubled. Uh, I think I gave it a four. I think I gave that a six point five. Mm, I can't I can't get on board with that rain. I can't get on I board. Was, I think yours is a bit too low, but hey, what can I say? 
<sighs> coming from the rater of eight well seven ten if you're based on the books but as far as in my head you've rewritten the scripts for the movies where where Ron Weasley is the hero and Harry Potter is nothing but his loyal little friend who brings him his wand when he needs it yeah I bet I made Harry Potter a Scottish prick as well didn't I he's like Harry hand me my wand <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yes, Ron, sir. And he hands him his wand. He's like, right, make sure my wand is good and ready for my use, Harry. And that's what he's done. And then more homoerotic stuff. I'm trying to make this as homoerotic as possible. You were less subtle than bright. I don't think that's true. That's the sad part about that. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I don't know if it is either. That's not true. I'm not, I'm not sure I can stick to that sentence. Yeah, no. So no, I, I can't get behind that. Uh, so, so there you go. We reviewed Alien Nation and Bright on this episode. Essentially, got, essentially, yeah. essentially, it became a review of both movies. So that is um, that, that is Alien Nation and I guess Bright. So let us know what you think of both movies in the comments. Like, subscribe, all the usual stuff. Get us on Twitter at mail underscore fudge for channel updates. If you want to support the channel and the show, head over to patreon.com slash TV. You can get a link to that in the description. But otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, and we'll see you next time. Bye.